and welcome back to First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom. And that was a very softly spoken little intro there. I'm just feeling calm today, you know? Are you taking it upon yourself to try and gradually lower the intensity of the entry so it's softer every time until eventually the episode would have been going for a few minutes without anyone realising it? Who told you? <laughs> I've been reading your dream journal. <laughs> We all saw the scribbled notes you made after last week. I knew there'd be some gold in there someday, and it's just gradually incept people until everyone's listening but doesn't know about it. Yeah. And I, I applaud you for the curve. Well, good. Because most people's vision boards is like newspaper cuttings, and mine's just like scrawled out. Make quiet. <laughs> it's just pictures of people shushing other people. <laughs> you walk into Joel's room, and it's just like... It's like one of those scenes of a serial killer's house of red string taped between everywhere, but it's all pictures of librarians <laughs> shushing people. I've also got a rain stick, like an extended shush. So if someone's being too noisy it... in the room, I can just upend the rain stick and just shh. Is that what that was invented for? It's an orchestral shush. Yeah. It's an orchestral shush. For, <laughs> it's for teachers who, who use too much energy physically shushing people. They just upend the rain stick at the front and then everyone... <laughs> Has to be quiet. That has always interested me, right? The rain stick was basically available in every primary and secondary school I think I've ever known. Yet, have you ever met a professional rain stick player? It's kind of impossible to do wrong, though. You just turn it upside this down. This is the thing. It's like, you know, um, you have, like, easy to learn, hard to master. Yeah. I don't think the rain stick is hard to master. I don't think so. Well, unless we've never seen it mastered. That's true. What if this is a, what if the entry-level thing to do is turn it upside down and it sounds like rain? What if the rain stick can do, like, thunderstorms what, there's or a, hurricanes? There's a rain stick virtuoso <laughs> out there just, like, slamming their palm into their face. But if they see someone just turn it upside yeah. down, like, you fools! That's not how you use it! It's not even the right form! That's their, like, equivalent of jamming out a badly tuned Wonderwall. Yeah. yeah. Or when you go through an airport and, like, someone's playing a really, like, sloppy version of Einaudi on the, like, public <laughs> piano. It's like someone holding a guitar upside down, like, a left-handed <laughs> guitar in their right hand. It's like, no, you're so close. Stop it. The string's facing them and it's just off. Anyway, if anybody knows a professional rain stick player who can enlighten us, please do get us in contact with them. We want to see some videos of some, some storm sticks. What would, what would you be called if you were a professional rain stick man? Rain man. Rain man? Rain Would you man. be a rain man? I think you'd be a rain man. Not yeah. a stick man. Or bringer of winds. Winds? I was thinking storms. Yeah. can't really be the bringer Storm. of storms. I think we're going to get sued by Bandai Namco if we do that. Mm, the eye of the music. <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> Zeus! Zeus! <laughs> you just get called Zeus. I'm an orchestral Zeus. First it. Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus quartet. I'm, I'm understudy Zeus. Principal Zeus. <laughs> Now, Principal Zeus, on, on a completely unrelated note, sounds like a great high school romp. Yeah. So that's an 80s film about a high school that's run by the God of Thunder. Well, no, it's, 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 it's Greek mythology set as a high school. Yeah. So it's Principal Zeus and you have like Hercules like acting out. He's the jock. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think it would be funny if it was just Zeus. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's what's in my head. You get sent to the like, you get sent to the principal's office, and you just see thunderbolts coming from under the door. Like, I won't do it again. <laughs> Foolish child, you have angered me. You walk into the principal's office, and it's not the office door; it's the Parthenon. It's just like <laughs> this giant stone structure, and you sit here atop like hundreds of steps on a throne. Principal Zeus, come closer. <laughs> 
So yeah, he probably knows how to play the rain stick real good. Yeah, probably. I, I bet his man. office is lined with it. The music department in that school is very, <laughs> it's, it's very focused. It's, it's all focused on lightning and storms. Do you reckon he has like a giant set of rain sticks that are kind of arranged like pan pipes, but they're like six feet tall, flipping them and... Oh, what, so they're like, they're all on their own independent axes. So yeah, you can yeah, like yeah. flip them around. Yeah, just oh, one, that's one central pipe. He's a good pipe boy. Mm. But no notes, just storms. Only rain now. That's how he did it. Good. Behind the scenes with Greeks. So <laughs> Greeks that's how... behind the music. <laughs> Greek gods behind the shit. Behind the stuff. <laughs> behind the that's, stuff. That literally is all Greek mythology, is Greek gods behind the shit. Because all of the stories are just like, ah, oh, I got greedy, so I made everlasting food, and I was punished by having my liver pecked for eternity. Like, it's always the behind-the-scenes oh, shit. It's, that's actually 100% accurate. Yeah, it pretty that much is. is. That is that is all of them. <laughs> what was the season's one? Winter is cold because pomegranates aren't really food. They're just a bit food. Yeah, it's only seeds. Like, you can't really get full on them, so cold. <laughs> <laughs> Principal <laughs> Zeus. Dumb. Right, what do we do on this show? <laughs> so, Zeus solved his rain stick problem with a cute little invention whereby he could have multiple rain sticks on the same pipe. We all know this from history. We're here to do a very similar thing. We'll take tiny little problems, little gripes in the world that you may have in your otherwise comfortable life and fix them up. Give you a new invention, give you a new ethos, give you a new approach and just generally make your day a little bit better. And they generally, generally work. What percentage is generally? Let so me, hey, let me get my abacus. I'll do some. <laughs> let me just stress: when I say they generally work, what I don't mean is in general each invention works. What I mean is each invention generally works, but also oh, or, in also, a roundabout way. In a roundabout way, but often doesn't. So none none hits that hundred percent. That's okay. Like if I mean, there's plenty of things that sell themselves at a ninety percent success rate. If we can, you yeah. know, bridges. We can, if we can get the bar at six staples. <laughs> you know. Antibacterial sprays advertise they kill 99.9% of germs. Mm -hmm. And you're left wondering, what about that 0.01%? Yeah. We can confidently solve 0.01% of your problems. Yeah. Mm. It's just the 99.9% we can't guarantee. So what you need to do is get a copy of our podcast on vinyl and some antibacterial hand gel. Spread the gel on the vinyl. Yep. Use that to clean. Good advice. And uh, then you'll be bug-free, bacteria-free, problem-free. Bugs are kind of like problems in that there is a way to deal with them. Mm. And problems are kind of like bugs in that they have six legs. <laughs> Let's fix them up! <laughs> Let's break some bug kneecaps. Tom, do you have a suggestion for us? Right, I do. This comes to us from Capable Duck on Reddit. Thank you, Capable Duck. He says, I fed my cat shrimp with chopsticks just once, and now he won't eat the shrimp in his bowl. <laughs> there comes a time in your life when you have to ask yourself, what possesses a man? <laughs> to switch up the feeding routine for his feline. <laughs> okay. Are you all right there? Yeah, okay. So I don't know if you've ever seen someone trying to feed a cat like out of their hand or anything else like that. Cats mm. are apprehensive. They are scaredy, almost. Almost, not quite. Uh, tense. Tense, mm. yeah. Curious. Inquisitive, inquisitive, but un unwilling to commit. Yeah, I can't imagine any cat seeing someone... Is it a prawn or a shrimp? What was it? Oh, it was a shrimp. It's a shrimp. A little curled up pink thing on the end of two sticks. To a human is not an appetizing thing if you've not had it before. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine this cat's well accustomed to eating shrimp. But... I don't know, maybe. It sounds like... 
it's happening a lot if they now can't get them to eat it out of the bowl. Like, I have all this cat shrimp, but I have nowhere to put it. <laughs> I ten, have vats of it. What am ten, I going to do? Ten kilos of dried quality cat shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... I just love this idea that this cat is being presented with their dinner, and from now on, they've experienced the finer things in life. It was like, not like this, you peasant. But don't but, bring me out of the gutter to kick me back down in it. But because a cat doesn't have the use of speech to to you know fully express, I would rather have this with chopsticks. How would a cat go about miming to indicate that they want chopsticks? <laughs> so like. I use a dog as an example. It's not the same animal, but like if it wants to go out, or like it'll no, no, no. But just because I don't think cats do this as much, but like it'll pour at the door if it wants to go yeah. for a walk or wants to go outside, or like it'll bring you its leash if it wants to go for a mm. walk or whatever. What would a cat do to show you that it wants to be fed with chopsticks? I mean, the way my cat shows that it wants to be fed in general is that it'll slowly creep into the lounge, walk up to the sofa, start scratching it, and then as soon as you look at it, it'll run away. <laughs> yeah, like a bolt of lightning. Wow, that is a passive-aggressive cat. <laughs> and then, if you don't follow it, it just repeats from step one. <laughs> Creep into the lounge, look at you, look at the sofa, de-sheath the claws, and go to town. Yeah. Does, well, obviously it's worked. I mean, it's a step <clears throat> removed from rubbing your belly. Yeah. But we've learned to understand it. So yeah, Whatever your cat does, it, every cat is unique in its weird ways of trying to do that. But if you're with one long enough, you understand it. However... I don't really know how to fix the problem we've been presented because you can't feed your cat with chopsticks every time. You just can't. You can't be that guy. It's not can't, it's won't. Here's what you do. You teach your cat to be self-sufficient in the use of chopsticks. Oh, no. Well, it doesn't have to be anything high stakes, high budget. You just leave the chopsticks in the bowl with the cat for yeah. its food. <laughs> if it wants the shrimp on chopsticks enough, it will learn. You can't throw it in the deep end like that. But you can't give the cat an option of etiquette or starvation. Look, Those are the two options you give it. That's how I learned. My parents <laughs> threw cutlery in a bowl for me, and I had to learn how to cook, how to eat with it. Otherwise, I would go hungry. Were you next to your cat on the floor? Yeah, and he was much <laughs> what faster are you in than for? I was, yeah. so I had to make sure I got in there quick. My cat was a lot better with the cutlery than I was. Uh, I, uh, I, it took me a couple of years to earn my seat at the table. Maybe there's some um, training wheels you can give them. In the same way that you give like, kids like plastic small spoons mm. or like chunky forks. Are or... you suggesting chopstick stabilizers? Yeah. They're like on a string that connects the two of them so they don't fall apart. I mean, I know you can get, like, children's chopsticks, which are, like, yeah. tweezer ones. But yeah. even that, I think, is a little bit too advanced for a cat, what with its lack of thumb. Yeah. So you need something before the children's chopstick, which is, like, a... I don't know. I, I've got an idea, right? Imagine the, the kind of child's tweezer chopsticks, right? But there is this kind of big, uh, almost glove affixed to it at the bottom, which is where a paw slots in. Mm. So we're not trying to use individual di digits. We're using the whole paw. Okay. When the paw is flexed downwards the tweezers close, and when the paw is flexed upwards, they open up again. So it's kind of like a pair of garden shears, but like hmm. with a with a little cup at the, either end. It's, yes, a, it's exactly that. Paw. Seems more like a prosthetic limb for a cat. Also that, that I actually love in terms of a branding exercise. We can go yeah. somewhere with that. Also, just think about a cat walking around one of those when it's not trying to eat, and it's just got it on, you just hear that clunking around on the tiles. Oh, mm. God, actually, that's given me a horrible realisation. Like, if we invent that, maybe they'll start learning about tools in general. Yeah. And they'll yeah. start fixing one to each limb. <laughs> they do have four of them. And a tail. The tail is oh, the most God, controllable. The... Oh, the tail. We didn't think about the tail. We didn't think about the tail. Maybe we just use the tail to hold the chopstick limb. 
Maybe we turn them into some sort of... Like Scorpion from Asian, Spider-Man. Asian <laughs> yes, cat lobster. That's exactly what Scorpion from Spider-Man yeah, that's what it, That's what it started out as. He wanted to have <laughs> one limb that was like a chopstick and the, uh, he'd use a hand as the alternate one that he'd have a hand free. So basically, you make a, a, like an exosuit for the cat, like mm. Scorpion from Spider-Man. But okay. just on the tail? Just on the tail. Not the at whole, first. At, at first. It will eventually advance, but... <laughs> Oh no, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. Okay, so cat suit tail exoskeleton with a failsafe. Yep. To yes. stop it taking over. That's our solution? I think so. All right then. Yeah, a little exoskeleton for shrimp. It's like some kind of a hideous cat-lobster hybrid. I'm not saying dress it up as a shrimp. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, but that is much funnier. I really like that as a concept of just like, you have to dress up as whatever you're about to eat. Yeah. Just, oh, I'm going to have a burger. God damn. Put on my bread hat. <laughs> bread hat and shoes. <laughs> Get my tomato trousers and my my beef shirt. Yeah. Beef shirt. Beef shirt. <laughs> oh. That what, sounds like, like a... a 20s compliment for a strong gentleman. <laughs> Would you look at that little beef shirt? It's a regular beef shirt. <laughs> beef shirt. Let's get him a lettuce ruff. But ruff's commonplace? I think roughs are commonplace. Roughs are, roughs are still having their day. <laughs> one rough's not enough. <laughs> you want one lettuce rough and one gherkin rough? A mustard yeah. bow tie. Oh. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't go under the lettuce, you madman. It goes over the lettuce. Yeah, you get your rough and then you drizzle, oh. you drizzle it like a fine aftershave on top of the lettuce. Oh, no, that, that'll be the like a scarf, like a very thin scarf. It mm. goes over all yep. your lettuce. Okay. How wide is this lettuce rough? Are we talking... A good seven inches. Yeah. Shakespearean. Preposterously big. Yeah. Yeah. Like crispy iceberg. Oh, yeah. Iceberg rough. That's going to be cold. <laughs> you dress wait, up to... Wait, it's actually made of lettuce. Because I was thinking when I said beef shirt, a shirt that looked like beef, oh, not actual no. beef that you wore. Well, when you said beef shirt, I thought shirt of beef. <laughs> when you said tomato trousers, I thought tomato trousers. So you're actually having bread shoes. Bread shoes, yeah. Bread shoes and a you bread hat. <laughs> you get a baguette, you so, hollow them out, cut a little hole, put your foot in. So now what you've got is you've dressed up as a giant version of what you're about to eat. Yeah, and then you eat it. And then you, yeah. <laughs> you eat that and then throw away five times as much food as well, you no, ate. No, you just eat it's reusable. five times more. Like, because bread goes stale and then it's better shoes. Meat goes stale. <laughs> I assume... And then I don't what? No, and then you. I then you've know. got leather. You could dry it. You could have like jerky. You could have a jerky tie. <laughs> jerky shirt. Jerky. No. 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 That makes me feel sick. It really does. I think it's time for another suggestion because we solved the shrimp problem. I mean, yeah, that's what this was. <laughs> that's what this was. <laughs> but we haven't solved the you eat what you are problem. <laughs> I really do like that because restaurants would be fascinating. Mm. You'd have to know before you went what you were going to eat. Well, no, they just have to combine with clothing shops. Oh. So you'd go around, like, Topshop or Next or whatever, and you'd browse the beef shirts. Yeah, sometimes you walk into a monsoon where half of it's monsoon, half is accessorised. It's just like that. So you've yeah. got the bigger area that's the, choosing the clothes, and then they prepare them for you in the next room. <laughs> so do you have to walk through, like, Nude. a scanner? Oh. No, when like when you have chosen your meal. Yeah. Because I, I guess it's like <clears throat> a buffet in a way. Kind of. In a sense. You pick up, you dress what you want to wear, and then you walk through the... I mean, you, I think you've got to have other people serving it for you. Otherwise, it's just downright unhygienic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you pick up the clothes yourself. You pick out the clothes. You, you get them from... The, <laughs> from a clothes shed. The clothes fridge. <laughs> the clothes fridge, yeah. It's 
like a walk-in wardrobe. Well, it's like a deli. You get a ticket and then they prepare it for you in the other room. Oh, yeah. Like a but, cheese counter. Yeah, like a cheese counter, but it's a, you know, everything counter. And God, and God forbid you actually want to go to the cheese counter afterwards because you've just got to dress up as a massive stick of brie. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be careful which cheeses you choose. Yeah, you don't want to wear stinking bishop. That's not fun. However, unless nice... you're a bishop. Maybe. We're lost in the woods. Let's get out of here. <laughs> there you go. Bonus fix. Bonus problem fix. problem that never existed. You yeah. eat what you are, the new product <laughs> <laughs> from First World Solutions. Yeah, this is a new segment we like to call the problems that weren't. <laughs> right, moving on. This one comes from Penguin Juice. That's Penguin Juice 3 <laughs> on Twitter, who says... I just had to use dental floss to get bits of dental floss out from in between my teeth. Come on, Listerine. <laughs> Throwing shade. Name and end. shame. Jesus uh, his, Christ. His words, not mine. I've got a lot of time for Listerine. For this mm. gentleman, Mr. Penguin Juice. I didn't know Listerine went into the floss game. I thought they were swills and spills kind of folk. I mean, that is the motto that they have emblazoned on their headquarters. Yeah. Listerine. Shaped like a giant tooth. <laughs> And incidentally, like a bit, a bit ironically, it's really not a well-maintained one either. No. Yeah. It's all yellow and it's got a big cavity at the back. Yeah, That's the car park. It didn't put the extra money in for the veneers. No. <laughs> and it's these kind of choices that has led to Penguin Juice being so upset. Cutting corners. That's the thing. I've had bad floss before. I've had good floss before. I had no idea there was a level of floss you could well, have. Well, I had to get the bad floss to understand that it was bad. You know, mm. you you it's like ketchup. You know, you're used to having the own, not, not, not the own brand, you're having the name brand stuff, yeah. uh, the, uh, the Heinz good stuff. And then at one point, you move somewhere that doesn't have, well, you move somewhere and the nearest supermarket doesn't have Heinz. It's got name brand. You go, it's all red sauce. It's the same. Oh, no. And it's not. Oh, it's no, not. it's not. And you've got to go all the way through the bottle being disappointed with every every serving. And then when you go back to Heinz, you go, oh, that's what it's meant to taste like. The same can be said for floss or any product that if you have bad stuff, you actually end up using more of it in order to repair the problem. Okay. Mm. Toiletries suffer from this as well, like toilet, pa toilet paper, low quality toilet paper, you just use more of. So what is bad floss? It is just, it just string? Yeah, it's basically just string. <laughs> rope like really thick rope well, it sounds like twine it's broken off in the teeth mm. yeah which is not that's not a place you want to be at in your life no so how we we need another device because sending more floss in to get the floss out it's bad the, idea it's, it's the old woman who swallowed a fly but she started I'm pretty by... sure you reference this every podcast. Because yeah. she is it's... font of all knowledge. Everything that relates back to it. You know, there's like the 10 degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's yeah. like the three degrees of the old woman who swallowed the fly. Because she swallowed a whole bunch of stuff. One of them is going to relate to what I'm talking about in the present moment. I love that. Just like, we're just talking about suits. And he's like, oh, well, it's like the old woman who swallowed a fly. It's like, what? Well, yeah, she swallowed a cow at one point. That's leather. Yeah. Shoes. Shoes. Shoes come from leather. Shoes come from leather. Shoes are a thing that you wear with clothes. An example of clothes is a suit. That was only three. Yeah. Women wear suits. I can stop. <laughs> Women wear that suits. That was one. Come, come. Just, oh, yeah, this reminds me of a word, the old woman who swallowed a fly. It, what, because you use the word old? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> God, challenge me. I'll try and find right. something that doesn't relate back to the woman who swallowed a fly. Okay. Heat death of the universe. <laughs> she keeps on swallowing stuff eventually. <laughs> she'll, she'll reach that point. There was no end in sight. Uh, okay. Um, Softball. The new Kendrick Lamar single. Um, well, she's going to be there for a while. She needs something to listen to. Eventually it's going to come on the radio. 
she keeps on swallowing stuff, she might fall like Kendrick Lamar. He'll get something out. <laughs> that's that cannot be the one degree that you use all the time. She's like, she's always eating, she'll eat Kendrick eventually. Okay, well, she probably <laughs> Look, she's swallowing animals in order to get other things out. One of those is gonna be drawn out by the sound of Kendrick Lamar. Probably. <laughs> Is there an animal that only responds to a mating call of fucking damn? People that aren't woke. <laughs> Antelopes. Antelopes historically not woke. Mm. Not woke. Not woke enough. Despite yeah. the fact they've got the phonetic sound almost there in their name, they are not woke. Antelope. <laughs> I hate myself. Yeah, I hate all of this. What were we fixing again? Floss. Oh yeah, floss. Because <laughs> so, it's like the old woman that's one of the fly. <laughs> if we look to our old pal, the old woman, she says keep sending more things in. This guy's just sending floss. That's more of the same... Right, I, I see. So you have to send something different in. Yeah. Why can't Listerine mouthwash, their bread and butter, their flagship product, just dissolve floss as well as tooth gunk? I feel like it would have to be a lot stronger and there'd have to be like a, a very, very strict time you could have it in your mouth for. I mean, they already say no more than 30 seconds. So maybe it already is potent enough and we just don't leave it in long enough. What happens when you do leave it in more than like, let's say a minute? It starts to burn. But like your teeth. Oh. Mm. Right, so it's good for teeth until the 30 second mark and then it retroactively starts becoming very bad for teeth. Good for teeth until it is not, yes. Yeah. Imagine making that product where it's fixing something, but only if you use it a certain amount of time. If you go any further, it starts actively breaking it. Well, that's kind of like most... The old medicine. woman just wanted to fly? No, it's... <laughs> well, no, because she was, she, she was off on the wrong kind of path from the start there, but I think she got to a point quite quickly where she just had to, you know, lean into it. What I'm saying is that's kind of like all medicine. It's okay... <laughs> to a point. To a point. And then if you keep doing it, it's not going to be good anymore. Like, I'm going to have some paracetamol to soothe my headache. Okay. I'm going to have 25 paracetamol. We'll hang on now. Are you saying that's kind of like the same case with the teeth then? So if you send more floss in, yeah. they're only going to be worse at getting the floss out. Well, yeah, because if you're using the same floss that's shit and breaking off in your teeth in the first place, mm. then that eventually will break off in your teeth. Then you've got twice as much stuck in between your teeth. True. Yeah. So what we need here is a tiny mouth vacuum. Well, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Maybe it can just be something, if you've got an electric toothbrush, you Ooh. just take the head off, plug it back in your tiny little vacuum. See, I'm really glad you actually talked about having a different attachment there, because you know there's like the little spiky bit in yeah. the middle that you mm. put the toothbrush head on. I was almost expecting to go, that's a multi-purpose thing, and the thought oh. of that sh sent shivers down my it's spine. basically just floss, just thick metal floss. Thick, oh. brittle, clanging floss on your oh. teeth. Clanging floss is one of the most unpleasant... Oh. Double word I've ever heard. Clang, clang, clang goes the floss. <laughs> oh, that'll be not nice. No, that's not nice. Yeah, attachments. Maybe it doesn't have to be a different one. Maybe it can be that little circle in the middle of the head of the toothbrush. What, that's sucking stuff out? That's, that's what I was thinking out. that you meant. Like, you know, on a hoover, you get the little thing that comes out the top and you can reach places. Yeah. There's mm. just a little thing that you could put out the top of your toothbrush that is a little vacuum. I mean, they've got them in actual dentist's office when you're, like, they hold your mouth oh, open for a God. long time. And they've got the little, it's like a little vacuum they just stick in the side of your mouth. Those are horrible. Yeah. yeah. I hate those. Oh, there you go. Imagine having one of those at home. Ooh, baby. Oh, yeah. But self-operatable. Yes, and not its own thing, like, attached to this. I think attached to an electric toothbrush is a really <laughs> nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Sorted. That was actually much easier than, than I realised. And, and, and we got there really directly without going <laughs> off topic at any point. Yeah. Which is always so satisfying. Yeah. So I've got a prompt here. Um, it's quite an interesting one because it actually involves us. Oh. Oh. Uh, it comes from Twitter. This is from Adrian Solon 
on Twitter, Adblock. She said, I was listening to First World Solutions podcast on my way to work and I outwardly laughed just as I was passing the only group of people on the street. What have you done? First of all, (laughs) ah, so that question directed directly at us. Yeah, first of all, problems inception. Now, before we get too big-headed, this is a bit of a humble brag right now. It's a bit of a humble brag, but this is something that is fairly universal. And if you're listening to something that other people can't hear, if it's not music, because we all know when people are listening to music, they're bopping their head. Like that's a that's a thing. Yeah, you look at a guy and you go. They're listening to music. He's air guitaring or air bassooning. He's clearly He's air listening cajonin. to the best of guitar and bassoon duets <laughs> 2005. What a guy. <laughs> so you see that and you don't really think much of it. But listening to radio or podcasts or anything like that on your phone is a relatively new thing. Yeah, like, we haven't really codified uh, any kind of social norms about how you should act when you listen to something yeah. funny or scary or, you know, creepy when no one else knows you're doing yeah. it. I mean, yeah. it's weird enough seeing someone on a Bluetooth headset. Mm. If they're talking and you can't see the phone, you haven't connected the fact that they're talking to someone else. So if you just see someone sitting there in silence or walking long and then suddenly burst out laughing, it kind of, it throws you for a loop. And more than anything, as the person enjoying the content, it can be a bit embarrassing if you yeah. feel like other people are judging you. Exactly. It's why I had to stop listening to some of my favorite podcasts in the gym, because I would be halfway through a set, laugh too hard, drop the weights, make a big scene, and everyone would look at me like I was mad, because all they saw was a man focusing on lifting a weight up and down, and then finding it very funny. Yeah. It is very funny. It is a very funny process. I had this the other side of it when I was listening to the finale of like quite an emotional thing I was listening to in a podcast. And I was listening to it on my own in my lunch break in um, a park near where I worked. And I was sat by a tree, just like relaxing, listening to this. And I got quite emotional, like started shedding some tears. Old woman came up, asked if I was all right. I was like, yeah, I'm just listening to a podcast. Oh, yeah. She didn't understand what that meant. She's like, <laughs> is it a sad song? Is, like, it, oh, no, is it terminal? It's like, no, no, no. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's just, it's a show that I listen to. Listen to? Yeah, okay, this moment's gone. And that yeah. that was kind of, I felt very embarrassed because I think in that moment when you're plugged in, you don't really take into account anyone else. You walk yeah. through any kind of town or anything, most people have got headphones in, they're listening to their own thing. Yeah. So unless there is, like you said, an, a clearly indicatable way that, oh, they're listening to someone talking or, oh, they're listening to uh, you know an audio book or something like that. You know, it's um, difficult to tell just at face value. What, I mean, an obvious fix for this is make it audible to everybody, but then that's a bit invasive to yeah. other people's space. So you need something that keeps it to you, but it's just a signaler to I other people. I think what we're going to need is to do one of two things. One is we come up with a new social law. Mm. Or number two... It seems like a lot of work. It seems like a lot of work. Number two... Podcast mask. Okay. So when you decide you're going to put on a podcast, you have a mask of your own face, which is completely dead neutral. Whatever you're doing behind that mask won't matter. I'm going to mm. examine some old tech we've touched on before. The okay. face bag. Face bag. Oh, face bag. Um, oh, that takes me back. Well, yeah, but really what I want to look into here is like, what's the quality of the face mask, the pod mask? Does it have to be a mask? Can it not be a hat or a shirt? Or a scarf. Well, no, because that's not going to hide your face. Everyone still knows you're laughing. Well, a scarf would do it. A scarf, if you had like a... Well, then we've invented the balaclava. Mm. Ooh. But like a skin one that looks like your face. Yes. Without any holes in it. (laughs) (laughs) So a bag. If only there was a word for that. (laughs) Now you're talking. (laughs) No, if you had a scarf that maybe you could wrap around the bottom half of your face. And it's a smile. And it's a smile. Wait, why is it a smile? Because it's disarming. 
That, that, that's exactly what we want to avoid. And it's a disarming smile. <laughs> yeah. So as you're walking along the road, disarming people, yeah. you can enjoy your podcast. <laughs> in in Knowing you're, do, you're doing it worse than you were before. Yeah, you can enjoy your podcast mm. in peace. See, like, there's a there's a new thing that, that's been going around a lot where it's basically a soundproofing thing just for your mouth so you can practice singing while you're at home. I've seen that. Yeah. I've yeah. seen the videos on silent yeah. and I assumed if I turned the sound on, nothing would change, so I didn't Ex- Exactly. But is there some invention, some way of us abusing that text so we can basically create a whole head version of that so when you're in your podcast space, nobody knows? I mean, it's a bit baney. Is my issue. It's a touch baney, yes. And I, I feel like... It's in a baney vein. I feel like we're heading down the wrong direction. I feel like we shouldn't be trying to hide your reaction. Yeah, we're on the, uh, train. Just... We're on the train to the baney vein. We need to make sure we abstain. <laughs> I don't think you need to hide your reaction. I think you need to just signal to other people that this is what you are doing. Because like, if you're listening to music, you've got headphones in, people can see that you're listening to music, so your actions are normal. Okay. Whereas if you're walking along with no headphones in and you just start dancing to a beat that no one can hear... People look at you funny. There's something incorrect with you. There's something yeah. incorrect there. <laughs> I'm not sure that's as said as anyone's said. Just there's something incorrect with you, mate. There's yeah, a bug in your code. <laughs> something incorrect about Mary. So by the same token, <laughs> what's incorrect with Gilbert Grape? <laughs> hey, that's... what's incorrect with you? <laughs> <laughs> so incorrect, it's right. <laughs> As I was saying, <laughs> we just need a signifier. So like a, a t-shirt or a scarf or a hat that is just like signaling that you are listening to something that's got the goofs in it. Okay, fair enough. Maybe like instead of a piano tie, you've got like a normal tie here's, that says, hi, I'm listening to podcast. Here's what I think. Traffic light system on the headphones themselves. Mm. So That's a very elegant solution. I was thinking like a sandwich board. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> That's obviously a great idea, but for the fashion-forward consumer, you colour code a podcast to be, I don't know, yellow, because yellow is the colour of the sun, and people's sons make podcasts, as well as people's daughters, who also use the light of the sun as energy. So that's... The sun, which is yellow, and therefore that's the colour of podcasts. Are you insinuating that women get their energy from photosynthesis? Yes. <laughs> Have you not had a girlfriend, Joe? God, someone, God. Doesn't, someone doesn't know a lot about women. <laughs> women get their energy from the sun. They transform it using chlorophyll <laughs> to gain energy so they can grow big and stronger. Their stems can transfer nutrients across their leaves. <laughs> This is Woke Biology with Oscar. (laughs) I'd watch that. Or rather, I'd listen to that with my new colour-coded system. So you're saying each type of content is colour-coded? Yes. Okay, so music is blue. Porn is red. Who just listens to porn as you walk around? It's like porn on expert mode. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just moans and nothing else. Yeah. Or just slapping. I feel like red would be the news. Yeah, red's a very newsy thing. Yeah. Red's newsy. Or porn news. <laughs> Breaking news! It sounds Sex. the same. The thing is, though, what's interesting is it sounds exactly the same as a regular news, but because they're naked, you can't tell because it's just an audio format. <laughs> so the okay. stories are still heavy yeah. hitting exposés. It's, it's still like deep dive oh, journalism. It's, it's, the, it's the same content as you see on the news. <laughs> they're but, just bent over the desk. But they're naked. <laughs> yeah. 
Horny okay. news. So red is news. Yep. Whatever type news it is. Mauve is horny news. Yeah, it's, it's imperceptibly small and different <laughs> okay. color to, to red. Okay. okay. Are we doing like a seven, like a rainbow system? Well, how many types of content are there? News, horny news, yep. music, <laughs> podcast. Hor- horny music. <laughs> horny, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> horny music falls into the rainbow regular music. Okay. okay. So there's music and then there's... Um, so podcasts, but I think we need to split the podcast tiers, and there needs to be funny, sad, educational, scary. See, I feel like maybe we don't do it by media type; we do it by emotion, emotional type. So yeah. you've got funny, you've got scared, you've got yeah. interested. Yeah, you've got Randy. Randy, right? Yeah, we've, we've, got, we've, um, got, we've got to get the horny news in there. Yeah. Um, so if you listen to podcast, it goes green for goofs. Yeah, but then what if it segues? Into something really interesting. Does the color change with it? Does it kind of fade from oh, it reacts. like green, and then suddenly you realize, oh shit, this bit's kind of cool, and it starts focusing into like a kind of turquoise. It's, it's like a mood ring. It's like yeah, it's like a mood ring, but for your but well, for your headphones. Well, mood on. bling. Ha- Ooh. Well, mm. hang- there we go. Just put a mood ring on your ears or around your neck. Mood choker. A mood, a mood choker. A mood choker. <laughs> exactly. That solved Adrienne's problem of just. If her choker is glowing green, yep. no one's going to be alarmed when she's laughing at them. No. How thick is the choker? Very, very thick. It's scaled up from the thickness of a mood ring, which is in itself like the thickness of a finger, pretty much, yeah. on top of your finger. So it's like a giant mood turtleneck, in a sense. Yeah, it's, okay. it's the thickness of your neck, either side of your neck. So you've effectively yeah. got three necks width. Now, can we opt into fitting it into a turtleneck so you have like a mood jumper? Or does it have to be a big iron... Neck ring. Oh, what like um, like the things they would clamp onto prisoners' necks on pirate ships. Yeah, all that weird stuff they used to wear in Egyptian times. Ruffs. Are those ruffs? Mood ruffs. Mood. Ru- I mean, it's been a rough, heavy episode, but at the same time, yeah, I, had, I'm yeah. kind of into the mood ruffs. Okay, so now we got mood ruffs and food ruffs. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, nude ruffs. That's just not wearing a ruff. <laughs> yeah. At- Sorry, lewd ruffs. Well, uh, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right then. Mood so rough. The mood rough. Okay. Or mood turtleneck. Or basically. Mood neck. Mood neck. <laughs> <laughs> however, you, however you want to signify your neck. Or your or your forehead. You could stick it there like a sweatband. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. There could be a fitness version. Yeah. Round there and round your wrist. Yeah. For pump up jams. Mm. And does that one go a different color? Same there? tech. It's just on the forehead. Oh so yeah. It's it'll more be functional. It'll be different mood because you know you're not going to be. If you're listening to, to Goose, it'll still be green, but chances are you're going to be listening to that, that high-energy workout High-energy blast beat gather. High-energy high workout Goose. <laughs> Which is what, just like a supernova of white or blinding? I'm thinking like a strobe. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obvious. Of course. God. Just tempo match to whatever the speed yeah. of the song you're listening to is. Okay. All right. I like, really I like the mood neck. Mood neck. Mood neck. <laughs> I hate so, the name, but I like the I love no, the it's, name. it's not the name of the product, it's the name of the tech. So you buy a scarf. Neck with, tech. With mood neck. You buy <laughs> You buy a scarf with mood neck tech technology. <laughs> MS. So, sorry, it's tech technology. In case people don't know what tech is short for. <laughs> it's the mood neck MNT tech technology <laughs> neck tech. Mark two. Mark two. The neckening. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The most elegant fix I think we've ever had. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Get yourself some MNT. <laughs> Shall we move on to butt batter? Yes, please. 
Right, we're going to move on to Butt Better now. For those of you who don't know, this is the section of the show where we take things that aren't so much problems, more so visions for the future, visions from Tom and Oscar, and sometimes me, but not me this week, because I haven't been thinking very hard. I'm going to open up and see what we've got. Client talk. Ah, uh, yes. Client talk. Client talk, yes. So this is more of a niche cut. It affects me and not many other people, but as uh, men who of creative sorts who have worked for themselves mm. to briefs. I'm doing it right now. You're doing it right now. Who uh, are used to doing briefs from other people. Picture the scene. You get given a brief. It's incredibly vague. It has no words for you to latch onto whatsoever. Barely a reference point. So you start working on something, right? Mm. You finish it up, you think, I think this is pretty good. I can send it back. You send it back to the client, and they come back saying, this needs more zing. It needs to be edgier. Yeah, this has to have some pizzazz. Bit more grit. What Client Talk is, is a translation service you pay for to turn that into actual constructive feedback. Uh, okay. Uh, Noticed an edge of tension in your voice there, Tom. Mm -hmm. Have <laughs> you been getting a lot of nonsensical client talk at you recently. Just, this this is really cool. I really like it. But is there any way it could be just a little bit more, you know, is a legitimate email I had. How did they spell you know? Maybe it was all in that. Was you know, was that... So was the pause what they wanted more of? Or was the you know what they wanted more it was, of? It was the you know. They want more you know. And you, you hadn't put in quite enough you know. Yeah, was your you know pretty low? I don't know. This is why I need client talk. I need somebody. How far who is... can you make the you know go? <laughs> I, it's this this endless stream of rubbish that comes back to you, and there's no way, especially when your livelihoods on the line, there's no way you can take what pizzazz is and translate that into music or art or speech. Like mm. we don't know. I think the worst one I ever got was someone saying, at the moment it's a bit kind of orange and I was really looking for something that was a bit more purple. Now I do graphic design work. This was not for a graphic design project. This was for a music project. So <laughs> I did briefly think that it was... Um, You'd accidentally send them a picture. Well, I thought that I was just getting it from the wrong person. Like, I really do like that. I do. I'd like, like a, I'd like a three-minute uh, piece of music to go along with this video. Okay, send him a blank square of purple. Like, okay, um, it doesn't sound great. I like what you're trying to do. Two pieces of feedback. One, I would like it to be orange, and two, I would like it to be audio. Maybe that's the fix, though. What? Maybe because the words that they use for sound are often quite physical, visual words. Mm. Maybe instead of translating the language, you translate the piece into a visual medium. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So client talk is, is a two-way street. Yeah. Right. So it takes their words, mm -hmm. it analyzes your work, and kind of twists it into, if it's a piece of music, it mm. turns it into a painting. If it's a painting, it turns it into like a sonogram or something, I don't know. And so you get to experience it, how the client is experiencing it in their head. Right, I see. And so it's not all about them understanding you or you understanding. It's kind of, yeah, meet in the middle. It's okay, fair enough. So you both have slightly more knowledge of a completely disparate way of thinking. So yeah. you can kind of come to a middle ground and go and work on something greater. Okay. Well, okay. I, think, I think you touched on something there. You, you, you think of it from the perspective of a client wants, let's use the example of a piece of music, which you know how to do. Mm. And they know what they like, but don't know how to tell you what they like. 
what you need to find is something that neither one of you understands and try and like fit it into that, relate it back to that thing. I, I'm not sure find neither some... one of you understands. I think find a middle ground that both of you understand. And the trouble is that's kind of hard to do because music is very difficult to explain. A lot of the time art can be as well. I'm yeah. thinking we translate any of these disparate art forms into something that everybody experiences on a daily basis. <sighs> what about smell? I was thinking either taste or smell. I was going to say coffee. Coffee yeah, well, has I a hate, smell. I which, hate coffee. So. Well, maybe you haven't you, got the job. <laughs> you are done in the freelance you world. You just talked yourself out of a sale. If your music was good enough, it would taste like good espresso. <laughs> At the moment, it tastes like own brand instant. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, find a thing that's common ground. So yeah, taste. Mm. Like the idea of like that's the thing. If they want it to be more coffee-y, mm. I know what that that is. I don't know yeah. the, between all the different types of coffee, but I can I can take my music in a coffee direction if it's translated that way. Yeah. So you take you get this cup of coffee back in the post, and you sip it, and you go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> they're right. Actually, this has got this is quite bitter. Yeah. I need to add some splendor. I need to add some hi hats because I know <laughs> that's like sugar. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you add sugar. And oh, okay, and send when it they back get it off back, to the thing, and it translates on the way. Okay, and so they get music back <laughs> with <laughs> so, hi hats. <laughs> with hi hats, so you so, never actually hear the music that no, they're hearing. No, I make them a delicious pie, and they get it back, and it's just like <laughs> and, sounds oh, great. They got it. They got the Wellington like bang on this time. This is great. The gravy <laughs> sounds delicious. Yeah, but I liked at the forty-five second mark when you basted this chicken. <laughs> What does basting chicken sound like? Mastering. <laughs> Mastering is the basting of the pastry world. Oh dear. Does Just, one baste a pastry? I think this track needs more glaze. Excuse me. Yeah. Or maybe if you've like created um, a piece that's too long and they think, oh, you could probably make two songs out of this. They'll say like, ah, oh, this pie's too big to eat in one sitting. And you get it back and you just cut it in half and send it back. And then they get two different songs. Interesting. Similar. Similar. This. But different would lead or is naturally leading to a literal beat kitchen that's hmm. what we have here it does so on the one side you've got all your musical equipment yep to send them the first draft it doubles the workspace for anyone working as a freelancer and on the other side a whisk just, <laughs> just a macaron station just to like whip stuff up yeah I could kind of see that working. You would have to be very proficient very quickly. Would client talk taught you through the, the recipes that you need? You have to kind of be a, a polymath, I think, in this in order to be successful. You've got to be good at all of it. Mm. I think part of the client talk system is isolating what the client wants to change. Right. So they're not necessarily sending you feedback on the entire track. They're sending yeah. you feedback on a section, and that section can be condensed down to does this hot chocolate have cream on it? Right. Okay, fair enough. So they ha they 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 like give you a big recipe for the meal that your song is. Yeah. And then they tell you what's wrong with it. But you just focus on the little bit. Yeah. Or maybe it's an arrangement thing. Maybe everything's right but it's just in the wrong order. So they <laughs> send you beans on toast, but the cheese is under the beans and you just take the cheese and put it on top of the beans ah, and then you send it back and now the intro is before the outro. And they send you like a spaghetti bolognese and you realize they're like, "Oh, okay, the structure was wrong, so you just turn it into a lasagna." Yeah. yeah. I think as well, like, this is quite an easy one to scale up and down depending on the complexity of the project. So mm. if it is a very simple thing that they need, like a little short thing, we just need you to make a 10-second jingle for this. That is, like you said, it's a beans on toast. Mm. Yeah. Whereas if it's something that they want you to make an entire soundtrack for a film, that's you know, making, like, a souffle or something. That's a roast. Or a buffet. That's a full... Yeah, you have to make a buffet and then send that across. And they go, <laughs> okay... Table there, and there, all. There is, 
there is so much stuff here that all of it individually is okay, but it doesn't feel like a big, like a, yeah. a, an entirely together experience. Yeah. Mm. None of this really fits together too well. And, and that, as a client, that as you know, somebody who's working for them is really frustrating to hear. Then I get a buffet table through the door, and I realise that I've accidentally made a song for them that's potatoes next to chocolate. And I was like, oh, of course I got this wrong. Yeah. Oh no. God. This, yeah. The potatoes need to go on the left, and then I would move that in. There's soup, but no croutons. <laughs> The croutons are in the dessert. Stupid. I made them, but it was entirely in the wrong place. Crouton trifle. Oh. Or it's like, it's just four layers of croutons. <laughs> so it's just a big bowl of croutons. Yeah, but they're different kinds. <laughs> Tiramisutons. No. No. Ah, uh, ah, uh. <laughs> uh, uh, no, you're wrong. You, you had tiramisutons. How is that better? <laughs> Tiramisutons. Yeah, it's, it's not better. It's not better. It's, it's not worse. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Crouton masu. It's they're all great. Oh. In equal measure. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. In that case, that's that's been really helpful for me. The idea of that we stick it into a paradigm we can all understand. Yeah. And get a bit fatter in the process. Yeah. I I think you can start employing this. Right away, uh, if you do have a confusing client email, you just say, if they say, oh, it, it needs a bit more darkness, it needs a little bit more uh, wow factor, you go, uh-huh, what does it taste like to you right now? <laughs> Eat my song! Put it in your mouth! Put, I don't want to I don't want to know what you get in your ears. What do you get on your tongue when you listen to go this? Go on, eat it! Eat it now! And then I'd be like, it's, quite, it's a bit burnt. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I've ever done it. You've, uh... Well, this is solved, this is fixed, but you've stepped on a gripe of mine. Okay. That's a description word in my household, and it yeah. frustrates me to no end. Because it's universal. It means everything. <laughs> the, what, when this, somebody describes food as a bit... It's a bit, you know? No! <laughs> no, I don't! Because you described a trifle like that, you also described coffee like that. What, what I need you to do <laughs> is take this food and sing it to me. And then I will know... What the fuck you mean? I really like that. So if your mum comes back to you and it's like, oh, I'm a bit disappointed with the dessert I made because it just it's just a bit... And then you just basically send that clip off to uh, to client talk and yeah. you just get a beat back. Yeah. So you're, it's your mum just going like, yeah, the trouble with this tribe was... And like, oh. Here's the problem. It was meant to be triplets. <laughs> Sorry, mum. <laughs> Sorry, mum. I understand your pain now. That's all we needed. So yeah, so maybe client talk is reversible as well. I like that a lot. There's a lot of scope for scaling up client talk. Mm. There's a lot of potential uses, not just freelance work. That's nice. We're fixing little problems around the house. Yeah. To are bring we, your family closer together. Are we sticking with a name or have we got anything? If anyone has any anything better than client talk, by all means. Uh, fork talk. <laughs> fork talk's pretty good. Client fork. Well, no. No. no, no. Fork talk is what I'm going to go with. Forklift. Uh, Hang on. Facelift. <laughs> face off. Face <laughs> off the movie. Nicholas Cage and John Travolta in Face Off coming to cinemas. John Woo. John Woo. John Wick 2. <laughs> John Wick 3. Client talk. John Wick 4. John Wick Fork. <laughs> it's got our name on it. Wicks. Wick Talk. Wick Steed Park. <laughs> George John Deed. Judge John Hodgman. Deed Paul. Change your name by Deed Paul. <laughs> Deep Pop. Deep Act Chopra. Oprah. Deep Dish Pizza. Pizza the Action. Action Bronson. Pizza Charles talk. Bronson. Charles Manson. Manson family. Adams family. Family ties. Tie fighter. Fight me. <laughs>
Well, I blacked out. Fight, fight me. That's fight and talk. Client talk. talk. I f- Client talk. Oh, like that. that's good. It's perfect. <laughs> it's inspired. <laughs> Got it in one. Weirdly, though, that is kind of reminiscent of the process of client talk. You just yeah. keep throwing it through a new system, a new way of interpreting the words until it works. And it all clicks. So we basically just showed you an under the hood that intersection. Was, that of that was a, a prose client talk. That was a prose example of client talk. Mm. That's what we do in a poem. <laughs> and we, also, we are professional. Can we take that clip out of context and use it as a beat poem? Potentially. Just under it. We're going to wrap up now. Client talk. That's a good one. <laughs> this is not the end <laughs> I've been John <laughs> so client talk that's fun I think that's gonna solve a lot of um, communication based issues save any miscommunications that might have otherwise cropped up we have been first world solution thank you so much for listening and thank you to Adrian for her suggestion her prompt on Twitter um, I hope our mood neck tech helps you out our mood neck tech technology mood neck tech technology the neckening <laughs> to give it <laughs> to give it its full name if you have enjoyed the show and you want to share it around with some friends send them a SoundCloud link send them an iTunes link those are the places there's probably others as well but we're not very savvy so we don't really deal with tech tech we deal with neck tech however if you want to get in contact Oscar's got you covered if you, like Adrian, have any problems of your own that you think we would be qualified to fix or go wildly off topic on, then you can get in touch with us just like she did through Twitter. That's at FWScast. Uh, or you can hashtag any of your problems with First World Problems or First World Solutions. We look at both before the show every week. Alternatively, you can get in touch with us through our Facebook page or email. We're FWScast at gmail.com. Drop us a message. Drop us a line. Drop <laughs> drop it. Just drop it. Uh, and we can maybe help. Maybe not. Let's see. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please do leave us a rate and a review. That would really help us out. It's so lovely to see reviews telling us what they like about the show, what they don't like about the show. It always really helps us out and really keeps us motivated. It's really nice. If you are listening on iTunes, make sure to click that subscribe button and share that link around with people. It really does help us out. But in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I have been Tom. No problems. No problem. No problem.